Welcome to Your Strata Property, the podcast for property owners looking for reliable, accurate, and bite-sized information from an experienced and authoritative source. To access previous episodes and useful strata tips, go to www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. Hello and welcome. I'm Amanda Farmer and this is Your Strata Property. Today we are very privileged to have Helen Wells joining us on the show. Helen is the owner of Acumen Strata. Helen recently formed Acumen after 15 years as a strata manager with strata management company Dynamic Property Services. Helen is fast developing a specialty in providing consulting services to large strata schemes and community associations who are tendering their strata management contracts. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Helen Wells from Acumen Strata to chat with us about strata management tenders. Welcome, Helen. Thank you, Anda. It's a pleasure to be here. Helen, could you tell us a bit about why you think communities should put their strata management contracts out to tender? Yes, I I think these days we can all recognise that the skills needed to manage strata schemes has vastly accelerated and varies from building to building. And there's all sorts of factors that can affect them, affect the management and affect the, uh, the requirement for particular skills. And that could be the, the type of building. So it could be a residential or a commercial or a mixed-use scheme, size or location, demographic issues or problems that they may be facing. I'm not suggesting that there is a that each manager only has one skill set, but I think what is important is that perhaps it's time to focus on the demands of the scheme and identify the best manager and the best managing agent to deliver that service. I don't think we should ever focus on or try and find the cheapest price. I think we're moving away from that and moving on to things that that really matter. There's obviously an enormous amount of change that is about to affect the strata industry with the introduction of new legislation, which I believe is coming in very shortly. We are given a variety of different dates and not (laughs) yet one firm one to rely on. But this will affect strata schemes quite profoundly in that they are will then be required to have a valid written agreement mm-hmm. with a licensed managing agent. And that agent, uh, that agreement must not exceed three years and there is no rollover provision. So very shortly, it'll be a requirement that buildings consider how they're going to address that. And obviously, tender is one of those solutions to that problem. Obviously, larger schemes have a different problem, and that is Every contract that's over $30,000 requires a second quote or a second option, Mm -hmm. and therefore tendering is a good solution for them also. Strata schemes and community associations will will include them as well, and any other type of association that's, that's registered these days should tender the appointment of the strata managing agent to find the most suitable agent for their property. And more importantly, the most suitable individual manager who has the skill sets that can deliver the service that's required by that particular building. Mm. In my view, all strata schemes should undertake a tender for their management services to get the best that they can afford. It's just a case of when they do it and if they're compelled to do it by law. Mm. Sounds like good advice to me. How do you put together a good request for tender? I think that... The most important thing of all is to listen to the client. In order to prepare the appropriate documents, you really do need to listen to what their needs are, what they want, what they feel they might need in the future. 
also some of the problems that they might be experiencing at the time. So that could be things like complying with the law or complying with bylaws or defect rectification or all these sorts of things will have an effect on the type of manager that they can potentially identify and, and appoint. The skills that they might need from that manager or that management company, whether they need somebody who's multilingual or has an accounting background, all of these sorts of things will potentially help find the right manager. Flesh out, obviously, the scope of work because that's paramount. We need to know what we're actually asking for. But more importantly, what things they want as a fixed fee and what things that they're prepared to pay for on an as and when basis. Mm. So what we're doing here is we're basically trying to identify all of their needs, consolidate them, and put them into a package that we can then tender and offer to other strata management companies that might fit the brief. Some of the other things that are important is, is the unique qualities of each building or whether there's any peculiarities like car stackers or mm. public bars or you know differential levies. All of these things we need to know about so that we can prepare the appropriate documents. Mm. Some schemes would be engaging somebody like you who can help them put together their tender package and you obviously have the expertise to to understand how you cover off all of those issues and other schemes who are doing it themselves. It's sounding to me like your advice is focus on your pain points, focus on where you might have had difficulties with management issues in the building in the past and raise those with your prospective new managers and be asking them, how would you deal with this? How would you deal with these unique aspects of our building and these problems that we've been experiencing? Yes, I think very much so. I think, you know, once you've identified those things, you can certainly ask those questions. You know, just like you need a specific strata manager, you also have to prepare a specific brief for, for tender. Keeping it simple, of course, is key. Mm. Um, and ask the direct questions that you want direct answers to. Mm. And I think that's a really good point that you make in relation to fees as well and some less experienced committees or buildings who might not have done this before may not think to ask which part of the fee is fixed, what are the additional fees, because at least in my experience, uh, different strata management companies approach that issue in very different ways. And some can be quite innovative with offering fixed fees and others a little bit more old-fashioned and you're getting charged for things you think are included but are actually additional extras. So it's just important to be aware of that upfront from the very beginning. Yes, I think so. And I think if you can incorporate that in the brief and specifically state the things that you want in and the things that you want excluded, and just like the, the scope, uh, be very clear about that, you will, you will receive back, hopefully, tenders that, that can, be, can be viewed and analysed alike. So you're comparing apples with apples effectively. Yep, that's really important. And I, and I guess that's why it's important to have a proper brief put together and, and not approach this on an ad hoc basis, if you like. Yes, absolutely. So Helen, could you share a story around how you've helped a community with your skills in this area? Of course, I would love to. I was approached by a committee of a large strata scheme. They contacted me to discuss their current strata management arrangement. They were generally happy with their agent and they liked their strata manager, but their contract had, ex had expired and it was currently on rollover. Mm -hmm. They felt that it was good practice and in the interest of their owner's corporation that they went to the market and they ran a tender. 
The committee were made up of a group of volunteers, all professional, all, you know, professional men and women. They just didn't have time Mm. or the expertise, and they recognised that they didn't have the expertise to run a professional strata tender, which is why they asked me to get involved. Going through that process took approximately four months from start to finish. Mm -hmm. The committee were involved in that process through that period of, of four months, they undertook some interviews, but and then as a result of the process and uh, the interviews and the report that I prepared at the end, the outcome was that they would keep the existing manager. Right. And they saw this as a, as a great benefit mm. because they had gone through the process, ticked off that box that they had to, they had to do that. They uh, felt that they had done the best they could for their owners. The benefits of doing the the process was that they had included a whole lot of other things that were otherwise additional fees into a into a fixed fee. Mm. They locked in a three-year agreement. They included a term in the clause to terminate or have the option of terminating should the manager that they have been quite comfortable with for a number of years were to leave the company. Right. They negotiated out of their insurance commission and they felt that they were getting greater value for money as a result of running that process. And incidentally, they didn't go with the cheapest. Yep. They felt that the knowledge and the history that the manager had certainly made up for that. Mm. That's a really great story and just goes to show a little bit of competition can produce some valuable results perhaps. And that committee was able to get their current strata manager thinking about what extra value can be offered to an existing client. And I think it's great that they've been able to achieve that result by running a tender and be left with someone that they know, that they're comfortable with, but yeah. they, they feel like they're saving some money in the process and getting better outcomes for all of their owners. Great story. Yes, yeah. They, they were very, very happy. Helen, what are the most common challenges you've noticed communities face when it comes to tendering their strata management contract and what's worked best in terms of overcoming them? I think that generally there's an expectation placed on executive committee members to do everything, to Mm. manage the building, arrange repairs, address complaints and sort out individuals' problems. They have to remember that they're extremely skillful, but they're volunteers. Mm. So they don't have the time or the inclination to to take hold of such a a large and and time-consuming project as running the, the tender. And I think that overcoming that, or at least acknowledging them, acknowledging that there are other ways of doing things, has been of great benefit to them. I've worked with some amazing committees, and they've achieved some amazing things. And one of the things that they have always been quite um, comfortable with is bringing in experts when mm. they've when they've needed them. They're not afraid to to ask questions when they don't know the answers, and they're not afraid of paying for experts' advice either. Mm. And similarly, I think when it comes to tendering strata management, incorporating a figure in the budget to engage a professional to undertake the tender mm. is extremely important and it takes that that burden away from them. Yeah. And I think there's another key point in what you're saying there. It's about communicating to the other lot owners who are not members of the committee that this is a huge job or it can be a huge job and a heavy burden on the committee members. So it seems to me like there needs to be at the outset that understanding 
conveyed to other lot owners that this is the process of a strata management tender. These are the things that we will need to do. We are all volunteers as committee members. We have other lives, we have other jobs, and we can't actually do all of this on our own. So we recommend as your committee that you bring in experts, consultants, probity advisors, lawyers to assist in putting this tender together and collating the results for us and helping us to make a decision and conveying to the lot owners why there's value in that. Because I imagine some committees may find it difficult to convince their lot owners that that's something valuable to do because the lot owners take the view, well, that's what the committee's there for. This is your job. Mm. You guys run with it. But as you're saying, that's a heavy burden to carry and there are others out there who can help carry it. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, it comes down to improving that communication, which is something we talk about quite often on the show. Yes, there's uh, <laughs> where do you stop talking, reminding people that good communication is, is the key. Yep, exactly. Helen, what actions can a listener take today to get started if they're thinking about tendering their strata management contract? I think the first thing that I would suggest that they look at and being aware of is the term of the of the current contract yep. and the termination clauses. If you're not aware of those things, then you really can't proceed any further. Once you've resolved that little hurdle, you can then start planning. Be aware of obviously the, the legislation, the new legislation, and you know, remind you again that there's a must have valid contracts, uh, written contracts. Mm or terms not exceeding three years, and that's for an existing scheme. There's other restrictions on new schemes. And there's no rollover clauses. Consider the benefit of running a full tender or whether you just want to go to the market and just um, have a look at pricing it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Do you want to say any other quick wins? Uh, Yes. So if you're going to run a tender, certainly consider the appointment of a professional to run that tender for you. And incorporate a figure into the budget so that you can you can get on with it rather than having to go to a general meeting and make an allowance for that. And remember also that, that when you run a tender, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're changing your agent. You may be able to just negotiate better terms with your current agent. Yeah, really uh, good point. And also be quite realistic about the timeframes. I, th- I think this is really important. It takes a, running a tender for the appointment of a strata manager takes a while. It mm. takes a, a fairly long time, particularly... You know, because these have to be, the appointment has to be made at a general meeting. Mm. Yeah, really good point. And something that is, I agree, often underestimated by buildings and by committees. Always overestimate, I suggest. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Helen, I want to ask you about any books that you might have read that have had an impact on you and why they've had that impact. Yes, I am reading a book at the moment that is called Virtual Freedom by Chris Ducker. Yes, I know that one. And I use the term reading very loosely because like (laughs) most families and people managing their businesses or having very, very uh, busy jobs, time is short. I'm virtually reading by listening to Virtual Freedom by Chris Ducker. Fabulous. And I'm doing this in the car. (laughs) Fabulous. I do things like that too. Very efficient. (laughs) Um, Yes. Yes, it is. It's actually a very interesting book. I've always felt that my geographic location should be irrelevant and I should be able to run my business from wherever I happen to be using technology and cloud-based systems. This allows me to work with my clients at their buildings and still be effectively online with my other clients. That's fabulous. Uh, 
Chris Ducker goes further and almost reverses the concept by suggesting that employing highly skilled individuals whose geographic location is irrelevant, he calls those virtual assistants. There's an enormously highly skilled global workforce that can be employed if you're prepared to use technologies and incorporate those into your business. Mm. Obviously, I can't appoint a virtual strata manager, but... Hey, um, not yet. Something for the future. (laughs) There's a business idea for someone. (laughs) Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> but like my committees, you know, as a business owner, I need to be aware of the of, of what I should outsource, so mm. that you know I don't spend two weeks trying to build my own website uh, where I could appoint a virtual assistant who could build it in two hours. Mm. So it's been quite eye opening reading through, uh, or virtually reading through his book. Yeah. It's a great book and there are some great tips in there. We'll put a link to that book and probably to Chris's website in the show notes for the episode. It's one that I've read and I am well on the path to employing my own virtual assistant. So we Hello. can we can compare results in that respect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Helen, before we wrap up, how do listeners find out more about you and is there anything you'd like to add before we say goodbye? Yes, I'd like to add that running a tender and the process of appointment with Strata Managing Agent doesn't have to be a burden or stressful, Mm. or expensive for that matter. Um, There is help out there, and that leads me to my website, which is acumenstrata.com.au. My email address is helen at acumenstrata.com.au, and I have a LinkedIn profile. Fabulous. Thank you so much for your time on the show today, Helen. I'm sure our listeners are getting a lot of value out of what you've had to say today, and I'll catch up with you again soon. Thank you very much. It's been my pleasure. Thanks, Helen. Thank you for listening to Your Strata Property, the podcast which consistently delivers to property owners reliable and accurate information about their strata property. You can access all the information below this episode via the show notes at www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. You can also ask questions in the comments section, which Amanda will answer in her upcoming episodes. How can Amanda help you today? 